is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For part one with Anissa Felix, we jump into her entertainment dreams, lessons learned from mentors and her family growing up, and so much more. So I hope you enjoy part one with Anissa Felix. We're back. I'm Clayton Howe, and today with me on Zoom is Anissa Felix. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining. Uh, uh, Sherlock Carroll, we will speak on. I was there at opening night. Absolutely hilarious. Clever. So clever. And such a great review. We'll we'll get to that. But before we do, let's take it back to the beginning of time for Anissa. What were your entertainment Uh dreams growing up? Um, I pretty much always knew I was going to be performing and on Broadway. That was my dream. Um, I grew up in Manassas, Virginia, which is like this tiny, small town outside of DC. Um, and, uh, I was always into the arts. I would do dance and chorus and, you know, school plays, community theater. Um, and then one day my parents, we did a trip up to New York and we went to go see a show and I didn't want to see it because I was eight years old and I didn't see any costumes. Everybody was wearing black leotards. I was like, what is this? Um, and it turned out to be Fosse, the musical. And I was blown away. I was just like, wow, is this, is this what these people do? Is this their job? And my dad was like, yeah, this is their career. And at that point I was like, yep, this is what I want to do. And I've never strayed from it. Yeah. And was it, it was always fostered by your parents. They always, they had a love of the arts, they have a love of the arts. Yeah, definitely. I I'm very fortunate that my parents, um, invested in like experiences for us. So yeah, we had like things, but we were always traveling. We were always going to shows like at the Kennedy center, um, cultural events. They really invested their time in cultural experiences and art artistic experiences. So I'm very, very fortunate. Was it Fosse for you that did it? Was that the specific moment or was there another? It was. Okay. It was Fosse. Yeah. Cause I, it's so funny. I went kicking and screaming because like I said, nobody was wearing like costumes, you know, the show, everybody's in like black leotards and black top hats. And I'm like, well, what is this? And then I, I just was so transformed by it. I, I, it was the first time that I'd seen professional live theater, like on Broadway in that way. Mm-hmm. And I just could not believe my eyes. And, um, I think Ben Vereen was in that version. I got to like watch Ben Vereen and, wow. um, Shannon Lewis. And I have so many like full circle moments from that. Like I ended up years later in New York taking, um, uh, uh doing a program with NYU mm-hmm. and, we had a sub dance teacher and it was Shannon Lewis. And I was like, are you kidding me? You were in my first Broadway show. And I was just a wonderful moment. I had to call my parents and I was like, you guys, you don't believe this. (laughs) (laughs) What, what did your parents teach you about work ethic? Um, It was definitely always like, you know, being, being um, the only Caribbean child and the only black child uh, in many of our circles growing up, um, one of few, usually, um, there was definitely this, this thought process that I, I had to work twice as hard, you know, because I would always have so many people that would be, you know, doubting me or people that would be looking at me under a microscope because I was usually the only 
black kid or kid of color. And so um, I, I really had to push myself. Um, and then my parents also definitely, you know, they, they had me in like all of the extracurriculars and I, you know, had tutors and just making sure that I had all the resources I, I needed so that I could be successful. Um, and so they were, I mean, they were there from the beginning and I told them I wanted to do theater and that's, there's nothing that's going to, you know, pull me away from it. So they were just like, okay, if you want to do it, we'll do it. Did you or do you have any mentors and are there any standout pieces of advice? I have so many mentors. One thing that I have learned is to like collect or be in the room with people who you admire and who are so, so smart. I would say um, Jen Waldman was uh, one of my first mentors. Mm. Um, She runs the Jen Waldman studio here in New York, but I think the story of how I met her was kind of really interesting. So um, when I first came to New York, I needed like a little side hustle. And this was like years ago when Craigslist was like kind of acceptable Mm. to find like a proper day job. So um, I went and I found uh, an ad for this woman that was looking for a housekeeper slash like personal assistant in Brooklyn. And I applied for the job and uh, ended up getting it. And her name was Annalise Jensen. And she was this woman, she took me under her wing. She was like, so why are you here? Like in New York? And I was like, oh, cause I want to do theater. And she's like, no way I'm in theater here. And I know everybody in New York, like, let me introduce you to a bunch of people. And so she introduced me to Jen Waldman. And I actually started out as a babysitter uh, for their daughter, Kate. And then um, I was working there for like five months or so. And Jen Waldman, who's a director as well, was casting um, a Little Shop of Horrors at the Hangar Theater. And uh, Annalise, the woman who had introduced me to her, was like, you should go to the audition. And I was like, mm, OK, I'll go. And so I went to the audition and Jen was like, oh, the babysitter's here. (laughs) And then I sang and she was like, what? The babysitter can sing? I was like, yeah, girl, that's why I'm here. And I got cast in that. Um, And then a few weeks later, her husband, Mark Shanahan, um, cast me in um, another show uh, around the world in, in 80 days in Arkansas. And then they had introduced me to other people. Um, I ended up working um, at this editing company, a video editing company for like all these major motion pictures, essentially. And uh, the wife of the owner kept on calling in and she knew that, you know, I was in theater. And one day she was like, uh, one day I asked out for a day of a day off because I'd made it to callbacks for a Bronx tale, like back, like when it was first starting out. So she um, called the office and she was like, hey, I heard you made it to finals for Bronx Tale. I was like, yeah. She's like, good for you. Good for you. A few weeks later, she called back and was like, hey, so um, I'm going to need you to come into Telsey's office um, on thir- uh, on Monday uh, to audition for Motown the Musical First National Tour. And I was like, ooh, okay. <laughs> so I went in. Come to find out she's the uh, associate director. Yeah. So she calls me in on a Monday. I have callbacks on a Wednesday, I think she offers me the role on a Friday. My parents come pack up all my stuff. And on Monday I'm on tour, my first national tour. So it's like mentors, like people, you know, 
people who have trust in you, who know you like as a person on a personal level and trust you and who are willing to take a chance on you. So those are like my early mentors. And then every show that I've ever been in, every job I've ever been in, I find like the most seasoned person who has like the most open heart and kindest disposition. And I'm like, teach me, please. <laughs> so it's like a, it's, it's been a crazy journey. That's yeah. so smart to go after the, <laughs> no, it is because obviously they, it's a safe assumption that they've learned the most, been in the game the longest. Yeah. And if with an open mm -hmm. heart can teach you quite a significant amount. Uh, mm -hmm. Are there any interesting interactions you've had maybe more in the television film side of people that you've approached and conversed oh, with just. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I, uh, Billy Porter, uh, is somebody that I have been following since kinky boots times. Um, now he's huge icon. Um, but I, every year, like since kinky boots, I've probably run into him and introduced myself like two times a year, maybe literally every year. Cause we, <laughs> I run in a circle luckily where I get to like yeah, you know, I have a little elbow. Sure. Um, but maybe like a year and a half before the quarantine, I had booked like a co-star role on Pose. And um, at, after we were filming, you know, I introduced myself again. I think it might've been like the eighth time. <laughs> and I was like, I just want to tell you that, you know, I'm such a fan of yours. And he goes, wait a second. I remember you, you were in Donna summer and we met. I was like, yeah. And he sat and he just talked to me about, um, when he, he had to shoot an episode on pose, um, where it was the first time that he got to be like the love interest in his entire career. He got to be a love interest where he was wanted and he was um, being very vulnerable and in the nude. And it was something that was just so vulnerable that he shared with me. And he's like, don't ever lose that vulnerability. Um, don't ever think like, you know, you're too good to, you know, mess up or be scared or it, it, he was just sharing some really beautiful life you know, wisdom with me. And I, I felt very humbled by it, mm. you know, that he would take the time to share that with me. And he, he was just being open. And I just thought like, wow, this iconic person who is like, you know, hailed as like one of our generation's best in terms of performing and, and what he stands for, you know, would tell me that he's also vulnerable and scared sometimes and unsure of himself sometimes. And then when the episode came out, I saw it, you know, months later, I was like, that was beautiful. Mm. That was so, and you could see that he had bared his heart on camera because that was like that real vulnerability that he kept in himself. He could have been, you know, when you get to that point of stardom or whatever, you can like wall yourself off and mm. it's easy to do that, but he allowed himself to be soft. And I thought that was just so beautiful. I'm poignant. There's so much power in that vulnerability and being mm -hmm. yourself. You know, I've noticed it with like, even just like, and I don't know why this comes to mind, but like the view, all of the women mm -hmm. on that show, completely the joy will be those, the segues, they're completely normal. There's no yeah. walls. It's all real. And that mm -hmm. is great storytelling. 
it's mm-hmm. powerful to, you know, listen to and watch and it, and it can change hearts and minds. And thank you mm-hmm. for connecting those dots with Jen and, and, um, Mark, because yes. he, he's a part of, <laughs> or the creator of <laughs> a Sherlock yeah, Hill, yeah. Mark Shanahan. And it's always so interesting to connect these dots, how connected the world, particularly the theater mm-hmm. community truly is. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another Curiosity Conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening.